Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Welcome into a very special edition of the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. Noah Malshaw, he's in Dallas, Josh, being deposed for a lawsuit. <laughs> I'm not really sure the details. Maybe it's larceny by false promise. Maybe Beeson suing him. He told him he was a host. But anyhow, he's not here today. And we have a very special show dedicated to baseball. It's the Josh Towers Power Hour. There it is. On the Nuts. I mean, you usually <laughs> join us for half an hour. Get you for the full hour today. We're going to go in-depth into these races in each division. Who you think is going to make the playoffs? And what do teams need to do at the trade deadline to give themselves the best chance? A lot of things. A lot. A lot of things. A lot. I don't oh. know, man. Either that or it's just uh, baseball is pretty equal these days, and you just call it a day. We also have Bob Nightingale, USA Today baseball columnist. He's also a Hall of Fame voter. I know you have probably have some questions about how that, how that works as well. But I want to delve into the races in the East. That's where we're going to start in the NL East and the AL East. Let's start in the AL East. Currently, the Red Sox hold a half-game lead over the Rays. Yankees. And Blue Jays, almost a long-distance phone call back here in this race, and the, and the Orioles are out of it. Circa has to win the division odds posted. Even money on the Red Sox, you got to lay 130 to the no. The Rays are the second choice at plus 170, lay 215 to the no. Yankees are plus 870. Blue Jays, you can get better than 10 to 1 on them. We had Rich Hollenberger. He is the Rays' studio host. He also does college basketball for ESPN, Josh, on the show the other day. And I asked him about the race, and he thinks his Rays should actually be favored to win the division. Yeah, I can't. Uh, 
I actually can't argue with him there, to be honest with you. I mean, listen, the Red Sox have been fantastic, and they're they're still good. A little falter coming out of the break, actually going into the break and coming out. And then back to two in a row in Toronto or Buffalo, I should say. Um, and again, I was trying to explain that to people. Like, that was, it's such a, you come off the series in New York where it's always pressure and all the things that come being in New York City. And then you went to Buffalo where there's nothing, which is a beautiful thing because sometimes we need a break from from everything. And so there's extra sleep and get to the field early, but it's not a big stadium for major league, you know, qualification. So you 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 just kind of like relax and do more of this work, you do more studying and stuff. And it was kind of a, a perfect series for Boston to go to right after that New York series. Um, with that said, I still think that the division is too close. I think Tampa's too experienced. I think there's too many questions coming down the stretch with Boston. Not necessarily from a coaching perspective, but internally with the players' perspective of, you know, what happens when the, the we're trying to win the division or we're on the cusp of not being in the division. Can they handle it? And Tampa has been down that. Obviously, what Tampa did last year, the adjustments that they made. I mean, they got rid of players and seemed to be better this year than they were last year. And then again, the way Kevin Cash uses the bullpen mainly, um, they cycle out guys all the time that we don't really catch on to. And they have such a, a large stable of relievers uh, that they use. And so they may burn them, but then somebody else comes in and everybody has adopted the same philosophy with Tampa and they all throw 100, which is kind of the, the criteria to be a Tampa reliever anyways. Uh, I just think that Tampa's probably in the best position given their back end is the most important part of their team and it's probably the most important, important part of any team. I don't think the Yankees, even though they've won four in a row, I still think there's just way too many questions with that team. And uh, I don't think it's Toronto's year yet. I think they're probably next year. I mean, they have to go get something, Mike. Well, but they, they probably might need next a year. couple of arms in the bullpen. They definitely need that. There's no question. Uh, 16 saves and 26 opportunities. I mean, one, the opportunities aren't really presented, and two, a lot of teams are doing that, but there's nobody really solidifying it. And and they have their there's a lot of there's a lot of like you know 40, 50 save opportunities around where you not have one guy who's going to get all of those because it just doesn't work that way. So you'll see blown saves, or you see a blown save, like what I think in like the sixth inning or something. So it kind of offsets that number a little bit. But just the fact that there's not that many opportunities shows a little inconsistency with the back end of the bullpen, and then creating those opportunities when they're there, they just they don't have that yet. We talked last week on Thursday when you were on the show with Amal and I that I was high on Toronto, that I thought they could make the playoffs, possibly catch the A's for the wild card. You made the argument that maybe going to Toronto, which they're going now, they said goodbye to Buffalo last yeah. night. Going to Toronto might be more of a distraction than a help to them. Look, I bet Robbie Ray last night, he gave up three home runs. They have to have Ray and Ryu win for them big down the stretch. And then they have to have to pick up on the fact that they have some depth to the rotation with Stripling, Mats, and then the kid Manoa has been good too. The question obviously yeah. is the bullpen. But I mean, if Ray and Ryu can be legitimate one and two, I think they're in the mix for the wild card. And Ryu can be. We know that. I don't know. If- this is this is the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Josh Towers talking about the AL East race in five minutes. Uh, we're going to have Bob Nightingale from yes. USA Today join us talk about the NL East race specifically. Um, you know, we've seen Ryu be Cy Young like when yeah. he was with the Dodgers. Had a tremendous year. Had two starts in Colorado where he gives up seven earned both. I think outside of those <laughs> starts, he wins the Cy Young that year. I do too. <laughs> I say, yeah. Sometimes we just need to check that off the list. Just right across the Clayton's had his problems there too. Um, yeah, so Ray has been better for sure. The walks were always his issue. Mm-hmm. But there was a couple years ago, uh, I want to say like four-ish, 
in, in, in Arizona where he was a bet on every day. No matter what, no matter who, no matter when, we, we bet on Ray every single start because people hadn't caught on yet, and he was that good. Can he get that back? I don't know. He's cut the walks back, I feel like, a little bit. Uh, the home runs have increased. It's a little offset. I still think he has more that he needs to work on. I don't know if he's a – I don't think I can count on him as, as my one-two punch, right? I can use him down the road. Stripling, who I always felt was really good, the Do- Dodgers ruined him because mm. now we're seeing this whatever version of whatever we're seeing in Toronto is not it. I think there's a better version in there, but the Dodgers, to me, the way they used him ruined him, and I don't think mentally he's ever overcome that. Um, and then we're asking Alex Manoa to do some things or some young kids, but they're only going to use young kids so much. They're, I mean, I don't care if, if Manoa's down the stretch and they need this series to get a postseason and Alex is perfect through five, they're still going to pull him. There's, 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 there's no confidence. And so then what? Who's your bullpen? You don't trust them either. They haven't been very good, but you're going to rely on a team and a bullpen that hasn't been as good as your starter is that day, but he's young. And you have all these things you have to factor in as well. So I, I think there's moves that need to be made. I think, obviously, for most teams, it's pitching. The Toronto, if they want any shot of this year, they have to go double up on some pitching somewhere. Uh, they're seventh in the league and run scored. I mean, the offense isn't the issue. I think the good thing about the, the Blue Jays is they have some talented infielders in their minor league system, so they do have some capital to try to spend if they want to make a run this year. I yes. want to talk about Robbie Ray and the shortening of the arm swing, which he did two years ago when he was in Arizona, right? He changed his delivery. Same thing that they're doing in Cleveland with Aaron Savali. How do you feel about that? I don't like it at all. It is such a drastic uh, Giolito. He did it. And, and he went from a crazy extension with the right arm to now it doesn't leave his number that's on his jersey right here. And so it causes, to me, it causes arm problems. It causes inconsistencies, um, especially with Giolito. If his timing of his delivery isn't perfect, he's all over the joint. And hence his really good or really bad games. And Robbie Ray can be like that as well. There has to be this nice rhythm to the separation of my right and left arm coming out of, of, of the glove with the ball. There has to be a rhythm to that. But it also has to match what my shoulders tell me I'm doing. And if it doesn't, then we have a big issue. So I can shorten this up because sometimes I do get a little too long. But I can also get too short, which is what Giolito does. And if, if, if I'm anywhere in between that and my body wants to go or I'm not waiting back in time, I, it, it just causes too many problems. And um, I think it's dangerous. I watched some kids from Old Miss. We had a couple kids get drafted from Old Miss this year pretty high. They all of a sudden drastically went to that as well. And the velocity drop, the elevation of the ball, the timing, they got rocked. And then you can see the rhythm of the season coming in, and it slowly started to extend, slowly started to extend. So I think it's dangerous when you start messing with that. Before we leave the uh, AL East and get to Bob Nightingale, your team, the Yankees, you won a World Series title with the yep. Yankees. When you go to DraftKings, odds to make or miss playoffs, they're a pick em. They're minus 110 either way, make or miss the playoffs. Currently, they sit three and a half games back of the A's. Do you count the Yankees outlet? I know there's a lot of talk. They haven't made any moves. Are they going to make any moves? Do they have enough pitching? Kluber, this, where do you think the Yankees are? Would, would you make this bet either way, yes or no, on the playoffs? No would be my play on the playoffs. I, I don't think that, um, again, I think Tampa's going to extend. And even if I think Boston comes back, the Yankees aren't on Boston's level, so I don't think they can pass them. I mean, so you're sitting in third in your division anyway, so in my opinion. I, I, just, I, don't, I think it's a no with the Yankees. It's the same thing with them. Their pitching's great, eighth and ninth, and on both sides, starting and relieving, like, as far as ERA is concerned. I mean, the pitching's really good. Now I get that he doesn't, Booney doesn't always use it properly, so that there could be more rhythm to that. They're 29th in stolen bases offensively, and they're 23rd in runs scored. So what are we doing? You're sitting back hoping to hit home runs 
to produce anything. You're not going first to third. You're not trying to steal. You're not trying to set up. You're not, I don't ever have to worry about you stealing. So I'm coming set and you're just allowing me to stay into rhythm and I'm never worrying about you stealing. And if you do, eh, probably not going to happen. But okay, so I don't worry about that. So then now I get to focus all my attention on the offense, which you're just trying to live and die on home run. So by not distracting me, you're letting me focus on not allowing you to hit a home run. So then your offense is going to be worse anyway. So now you're a one-dimensional offensive team, and I get to rest easy on the mound. It's just it's not good for them. They have to create something. We're pleased to have joined the program for the very first time Bob Nightingale, Major League Baseball writer for USA Today, also has a Hall of Fame vote, which I know Josh is dying to ask him about. <laughs> Bob, we're just getting into previewing <laughs> The NL East. My man Josh Towers says the Mets are not winning this division. If you agree with that, who's the team most likely to pick up the pieces? I still think the Mets win the division, but I think the one team that has a chance to knock them off would be Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, you know, they've underachieved 23 blown saves. But, you know, their general manager is the most aggressive manager, uh, GM in baseball, Dave Dabrowski, and uh, he came there to win now, not to worry about prospects. So I think, you know, they'll go for this thing at the trade I mean, yeah, there's a couple, obviously, Bob, there's a couple teams that need to make moves and the Philadelphia Phillies are clearly it as far as pitching is concerned. Uh, my whole issue with the Mets is they don't have any depth. They haven't had any depth in the organization for a long time. They traded everything off. And we're seeing it now with the two guys who pitched recently for them and started. They're not even really starters. And that's the best they have because everything's gone. And then they're out talking about, making some trades, but they don't have anything to give up. This draft would have been the most important draft for them because those kids are instantly prospects, but we've never seen them play pro ball. So again, I think with the the length of the season, the 162, I don't think the Mets can hold on long enough. So I do like the Phillies play. I also, I mean, again, anybody in that division, in my opinion, could probably win it. Yeah, I'm not sure, but, you know, I think Atlanta just, you know, with the CUNA injury, everything else, I think, think it's too much. I don't think the Nationals have enough. And I don't think they'll be that aggressive at that trade deadline. Uh, but you're right. I, mean, I thought Chris Bryant was a perfect match for the Mets. But you know, I heard the same thing this morning that even the pieces they do have, they don't want to give them up. Uh, what they're trying to do is just buy teams' players. Like you want to get out of a contract, we'll buy up that contract and, and take them like our hands. So that that's what they're trying to do. You know, we'll, you know, we'll see if it works. If some teams, you know, have a money crunch, you know, if the uh, you know, Arizona Diamondbacks, you don't want to, I mean, they do want to dump Eduardo Escobar, but they'll say, you know what, uh, we won't give you much, but we'll take uh, the rest of his contract after hands. So I think that's going to be their strategy here in the next 10 days. Bob, give me a team that uh, conventional wisdom might say is not going to make any moves or is going to be a seller, but you think will be a buyer at the trade deadline. Yeah, I have to, th- I have to think about that one. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the Washington Nationals fall into that category. You know, maybe, you know, the Atlanta Braves do as well. Uh, you know, Cincinnati Reds could fall in that category. We'll see how long Castellanos is out, uh, you know, where they should probably be selling. But maybe they buy and try to hang in this thing because they have a weak second-half schedule. You know, those, those teams jump the most to my mind, you know, right off the top of my head. Do you think Cincinnati can – even without Cassianos, and let's hope that he's back soon. But you think Cincinnati can take over Milwaukee at all? I don't, but they're, 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 they do have a soft schedule. You know, they've you know blown so many games. If they get a uh, another reliever, let's face it, never should trade Iglesias at the start. You know, that was a huge blunder. You know, if they didn't want to tender Archie Bradley, that was fine. 
But uh, I thought Iglesias is like, you know, what are you guys doing here? So uh, I don't think they catch Milwaukee, but I think they're intrigued enough. Like, you know, maybe they can uh, still have a shot, particular schedule. And uh, we'll see what Milwaukee does. I mean, Milwaukee could go for the juggler here and, and get some more help. Uh, you know, they're, they're a different team ever since they got Adonis. We're talking with Bob Nightingale, Hall of Fame voter and columnist USA Today for Major League Baseball. You can find him at B. Nightingale on Twitter. The Giants have taken two out of three from the Dodgers. They blew the game that they lost in the ninth inning. Um, they're still plus 310 to win the NL West. Is this, I mean, how long is it going to take for us until we might admit that this team is here to stay, or do you think the Dodgers still have too much for them? No, I think they are here to stay. Uh, you know, then the Dodgers returned the favor last night by, by blowing this save. But they're a, a, a very good team. And uh, I think they'll be, you know, they won't be ultra aggressive, but they'll be somewhat aggressive. Uh, you know, they're trying to get, you know, another starter too. If nothing else, to keep them away from uh, the Dodgers, the San Diego Padres. Uh, the Dodgers have problems. I mean, you know, Trevor Bauer is not going to come back and pitch for them. You know, Dustin May is out for the year. Uh, these, you know, going to call Josiah Gray, you know, people say he's not ready. So they got to be aggressive here if, if they want to win the division. And let's face it, nobody wants that wild card team because, you know, I, I think San Diego, I, I don't see San Diego win the division. But, you know, who wants to face, uh, you know, you Darvish in a one-game wild card game? No, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. If anybody's set up for that one-card wild card, it is San Diego. What's the most impressive part, Bob, in your opinion, with the San Francisco Giants? Is it the coaching of Kapler and the crew for what they've done with the team that they put together? Is it the fact that they're leading baseball in home runs? Uh, or is it this starting staff that they assembled that we've seen success in the past but weren't really sure what they can do this year? I probably got to go with the home runs because that's a pitcher's ballpark. I mean, every pitcher that's going to be a free agent wants to go there because you can put up you know great numbers even if you're mediocre because of the ballpark. Uh, but you know, for them to lead, you know, the league in home runs is stunning. I don't think anybody ever saw that. I mean, the only time that's happened is you know when Bonds and uh, Richard really were there, you know, and uh, but you know Bonds had seventy-three home runs. So no, it's a uh, you know the way that club is assembled, uh, the way you know Kapler's managed things, it's almost like a, you know just a like a, a two-way thing in football. You know, where uh, depending on the right hand or left hander. They can just keep throwing guys at, at you. And scouts say they're, you know, they're very hard to match up against. Bob, I want to talk about Shohei Otani and this you know, perceived slump after the home run derby. He's 4 for 21 since the All-Star break. One double, one home run, 11 punch outs. His average now has, has dropped 10 points. I mean, how far can his average drop and he still win the Cy Young? Uh, pitching, obviously, or uh, MVP. Pitching, obviously, a big part of it. And really, Vlad Guerrero, the only one there that can pick up the pieces. He's plus two to one. Shohei right now minus two seventy-five. If you're holding a Shohei Otani MVP ticket, are you worried? Well, I'm a little worried because of Guerrero. Hey, if Guerrero wins the Triple Crown, everyone's ever won Triple Crown wins the MVP. Now, what I think would push that over the top is it's not best player; it's the most viable player. If uh, Guerrero lifts the Blue Jays to the playoffs. And, you know, to be honest, the Angels are not going to make the playoffs. That's, you know, that could be a, a big difference. You know, that means he out-homered Otani. I think Otani's getting more recognition now for the home runs than anything else. You know, he uh, strikes out a ton. Uh, but, yeah, if a girl wins a triple crown, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility 
And if the Blue Jays get the playoffs, that's going to be very hard uh, not not to vote for Guerrero for MVP. I, I mean, yeah, you make a strong point. I guess when you win the Triple Crown, which we've seen Miggy do it, but that's about it since uh, way back in the day. Um, it does. I mean, I, again, it's, you also made another valid point. You said it's not the uh, the best player; it's the most valuable player. I think that's overlooked a lot too in this game. Because if Toronto does, and I don't think either team is going to make the postseason, but with Shohei doing both things and being such something that we all dreamt about, and and none of us were ever allowed to really do until recently. With, I mean, if he sits this whole season and plays and, and, and continues something respectful on both sides, I mean, wouldn't it be hard to not vote for somebody who's been doing this? Well, it would because historical nature of it. Uh, and he's pitching, you know, hey, he's pitching better than he's hitting right now. Uh, you know, it may come down to a home run total. You know, I, I think if he, uh, you know, obviously if he leads the league in home runs, means Guerrero did not win the Triple Crown, then I think it's almost impossible, you know, not to, not to vote for him. So, I mean, he would have to have a, a good slump, but if, if Guerrero takes off, uh, you know, it, it's going to be hard not to uh, vote for him. You know, like you said, particularly if the Blue Jays happen to make the playoffs. And, and they could as well, card team. Uh, when we look at the American League, does it come down to the White Sox and the Astros? Who's going to represent them in the World Series? It could. Uh, you know, I, I don't rule out Oakland A's. They're still a good team. They will be in the postseason. Uh, Cleveland won't. Uh, I like both the, uh, you know, I like the Astros and, and the White Sox, you know, better than anybody in the AL East. Uh, they're equipped. I mean, I, I would think you're the White Sox. You put some of the starters on some, you know, fandom injury lists, you know, make sure that Rodon is healthy for October. Uh, you know, same thing with Lance Lynn. Give him a blow here. Uh, we'll see. I think they'll pick up a, the pick of the second baseman. I mean, they like to get Trevor Story moved to second. Uh, that's their dream. I don't know if that will happen. You know, they uh, almost had Escobar, and then Escobar got hurt, and their reliever got hurt. They're going to send to uh, Arizona. So he's always an option. And I think they like to get one more uh, reliever. I mean, the what, what only disappointing part about the White Sox this year has been their bullpen outside Hendricks. I mean, everybody in spring training says this is the best bullpen in baseball. Think of down as one of the worst in history. And, you know, outside Hendricks has been very mediocre. Bob, we got about a minute left. Is that something that's been discussed? Trevor Story going to the White Sox and possibly moving to second base? I mean, would that be something that he's even okay with? Well, he's got no choice in the matter. Uh, you know, he's never played second base uh, in, in the major leagues. Well, you know, I'm sure he has in minor leagues. Uh, but, yeah, they've talked to uh, – they've, they've had ongoing conversations with the Rockies uh, about about doing that. Now, the price tag's high for story. We'll see if he's traded at all. But, yeah, that's what they do is move him to second base because, of course, you have Tim Hendricks in a shortstop. And uh, they believe his offense – they believe he's, you know, talented enough where he can play second base. Bob, we really appreciate the time this morning. Terrific info. All right. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. You know, I like the Phillies. I think if they get a bullpen here, because I, I, those top three, they can run those top three, too, and shorten that starting rotation. I think they're dangerous. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the AL Central. Obviously, the White Sox are the big favorite. But I want to ask Josh Towers, how is Lance Lynn so successful with just one pitch?
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, bro. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralast brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. time to put on your lucky pair of crocs and channel your inner fortune teller because your prediction might just pay you ten thousand dollars richer the crocs hoops draft prediction challenge is coming and dare we say free to play on draftkings.com if the odds are in your favor 10 g's could be yours learn more at draftkings.com slash crocs first ever first, first ever. ever read very good Cro- nice a, a crocs read you may have a career in commercials now I told you, that's, that's oh. my son's favorite shoe a whole different <laughs> avenue um al central couple topics here i want to start out with the tigers and and what they've yeah. been putting together i mean this is a this is a fun this is finally something good happening out of detroit in the state of michigan it's been a long <laughs> it's been a long 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 time 
But A.J. Hinch has put a team together. He's got a lot of good arms, young arms. It's uh, it's a blow. Spencer Turnbull's out. Tommy John. That might be a couple years. That's going to be next year. Yeah, too. that that that's yeah. a tough blow. But how impressed are you with what the Tigers are doing? Uh, again, it's this is the this is the thing about baseball that I do like. You know, there's a lot of things that that, that bother me, but they were they were written off pretty early in the season. And again, for them to make the postseason would be very difficult. And 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 you got to think of like things like what Michael Former's done and what Michael Former's overcome. And now he's he's on a ten day, but he's Closing, he's six out of eight and save opportunities, and he's thrust into a new role where it was first this middleman role, and then it was a reliever role, and now it's a closer role. Coming back from being a legit number one starter, they could almost build around. And then uh, Tarek Scruble, he was awful and shouldn't have been in the big leagues at all. And to be able to rebound your first year in the big leagues with struggles that bad and to rebound to have the success he had, it tells me a lot about A.J. Hinch as the manager and the coaching staff, but it tells me that they had a process this entire time. And it's not about stats, which is what we look at nonstop around baseball. It's about the, the, the team, the, the development aspect, and what, you, like, what needs to be done to be successful. Because none of this is like you're always, you're always improving. There's always something to work on. There's always a program. There's, always, there's, there's stages to everything, whether I'm, I'm progressing or i got to take a break to let the strength come back. I need to rest to crank it back up. Like, there's so many different things from a fitness standpoint, from a throwing, from a hitting. And it, it just shows me that the Detroit Tigers, they, they had to find the right positions for people. They had to find the right spot in the batting order for people. And it took time, but everybody seems to be committed. Uh, Haas has been fantastic. There's just been a lot of guys. It's just everybody's kind of pitched in. And they're, what are they, six in a row? I think we just hit a home run. That's six to one it's in the fourth be, inning right now. It's going to be seven in a row. They're only going to be, if they hang on today, they're only four games under five. Four under five. <laughs> I'm just so impressed with his team that uh, even Mize, as good as he was, wasn't really that good. But he's, it just, there's just so many little things that I'm so impressed with that it is that hard in the big leagues to maintain over a full season. And to see them rise up, um, when they should have just fallen off and walked away, and they were always this team that was never supposed to compete. Uh, I'm impressed with the coaching staff and the commitment by the players. It shows me the transparency within what they're trying to do, uh, and it's a really cool thing. A lot of teams should adopt what they're doing. I've been impressed the last half decade with the Cleveland Indians and the way they've developed. Yeah. They're all like that to me. I said the Phillies always had the same. They all had these right-handers. They were all the same pitch. But Cleveland sort of develops this whole mold of pitchers. Any interest at all in – the Indians to make the playoffs at seven to one. They're three games over five hundred. I know that's the thing. Yeah. Like, what's their strength? Do you think? Top of your head. It's 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 the starting pitching, right? Which I is mean, they, they they go through spells where they don't score. That's the well, problem. They this, don't score any runs for a week at a time. And the starting pitching ERA wise is is twenty six in the league with a five plus ERA. But that's the well, first thing that comes to mind as well. It's skewed. It's skewed at it the is, bottom end. It is skewed, but there's still somebody has to start every single day for them. Right. And the bullpen's been great. The offense is the same thing, 28th in on-base percentage. They can't score, but yet they're three games over 500. They hit a little skid, um, and they're still kind of in the mix, and the White Sox haven't ran away with this. Again, it goes back to coaching. And, and, and once they, they know how to manufacture, they know how to game manage, and they know how to th- keep things close, and they create opportunities to win, whether – they're overly dominant in one aspect or another. And then the bullpen always seems to be respectful. Win when they're supposed to, too. You know, it's just crazy. Like, it's hard to ever write them off. And were they supposed to be this good? Were they supposed to be? They weren't supposed to be in this as far as I knew. No, because they, they, they lost too much. They lost Lindor. And they're hanging around. They're the second best team. We got about 30 seconds. How far out do you project their White Sox? Are they the team to beat in the American League? 
They're the team to beat in the AL Central. Yeah, I would have. I think the Astros are better. You like think, the Astros yeah, in the series? I didn't preseason. Yeah. But I, I just think experience-wise, I think the White Sox, uh, as good as they are, they still have a little bit of like question marks here and there. Um, I think postseason-wise, like if they have the matchup versus Tampa or Houston, I think it becomes an issue. I don't think you can start Dylan Cease in the playoffs. Tough. His numbers are skewed because early in the year he, he beat the Tigers four times. Right. Throw those stars out, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. When we come back, we're going to go through our plays, the Palm Reader Playbook, a play I gave out this morning on Follow the Money, and then a play from this afternoon. And Josh Towers has a pair of plays for you as well. That's up next on The Nuts. The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only $20. Discounts are available when you buy them both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access. That's the way to go, John. Just sign up for the All Access. You get everything. Watch the shows whenever you want, on demand. You get point spread weekly. You get the football guides. You get all of it. Go to vison.com slash subscribe. Well, we don't have them all here to say he doesn't have any plays today like he always does. Uh, but <laughs> we do no have soccer going on. We do. We do. We do have World Series champ uh, Josh Towers. I'm going to give my plays first from the playbook. Now, I'm not past posting you here because I gave this play out at, at 635 a.m. Pacific this morning. Uh, the Tigers. And it's the third straight day I'm riding the Tigers it was a perfect spot for me because the Rangers haven't scored any runs since the All-Star break. You get Fultonevich, who's going through the motions out there, and a Tigers team that's suddenly reinvigorated, and you're only laying a dollar thirty, and it looks good so far. And then I'm, it's another fade play here for me against the Angels. Uh, you know, if Otani's not hitting, that lineup has trouble producing runs. My man Kenta Maeda, I had him at 125 to one to win Cy Young last year. He finished second. I just thought he'd have. Josh, a huge year going to the American League where they hadn't seen him. He was the MVP for the Dodgers in that series they lost to the Nationals two years ago. He, he faced 14 batters. He gave up one hit, had 10 strikeouts. He was key in every game. They converted him to a starter. He did well this year. He struggled. I thought he was afraid to locate his breaking pitches within the strike zone this year. He's pitched a little better as of late, but I'm going to fade Mr. Haney and the L.A. Angels here. Uh, Twins minus 139 at home. Mr. Powers. Yeah. Kenta was – he was – I was such a big fan of him. I still am. Uh, he was one of the better players on that team, clearly with the Dodgers. But yeah, it just it. I had him too in that in the the Cy Young before the season started last year. He, he's that good. I think that again, one of the things we're seeing, and it's hard for me with with guys like him, who's a veteran who's been there, is the underutilization of the fastball and how important the fastball location is. And to see him start going more breaking balls. They lost their pitching coach, or one of their pitching coaches. We've got like 30 these days per team. He went to uh, the Mets. And so there's a change there. So that can alter it um, with the analytics and how they prepare and how they, how they face guys. And at some point, you kind of like just get frustrated and you throw it off and you go back to who you are. So, And then just the overall locker room atmosphere of the Twins has just been so down. And it's, it's hard to 
to have one guy like overly dominate when that happens because the whole is it's just it's it's not a fun feeling. The other thing about Shohei, real quick, we talked about with Bob Nightingale about not necessarily the best numbers, but the most valuable player. And even even so, again, now that I think about it's more of a case for the Angels and for Shohei Otani to win MVP because if you take him off that team, they do nothing offensively and they do nothing pitching wise. Zero. They're not even in the conversation. They're we're talking about them with the Orioles if they take him off the team. So he, I mean, to me, he is still the most valuable player. Um, not too much like insight on these two plays. I have the Boston Red Sox coming off the series with, with Toronto and Buffalo, but more importantly off the Yankees series the other day, um, back against the Yankees, but at home, a little redemption type thing, a little bit of uh, relaxation being at home. And I know the Yankees are playing better, but I just think it's, it's a bad spot for the Yankees to come in right now. I think that, that whatever happened after the all-star break and getting our feet back way and being in New York and all that good stuff, it wasn't good for them. So I think being back in Boston with the Yankees in town, I think they're going to roll the Yanks. And then um, I don't endorse betting on the Cardinals too often with this horrible, horrible offense they have. Um, but Kim's been amazing in the Cubs on the road. That They're just not very good. And, again, the Cubs' offense is atrocious as well. Cubs going to sell off here? Oh, man. They're not um, making the playoffs. Yeah, they, they, that chance, they had that chance and they weren't. And now they're in a position where they have to hurry up and sell. I bet that they turned down offers about a month ago. Um thinking they had this opportunity, and now they're recalling these offers. These offers probably aren't as good. They have to. They have to get something, or you're opening a checkbook for multiple guys, Mike, for a ton of money. And it's the same guys, by the way, on the same team that you have right now that's not winning. So is that the right play for them? So I think they have to sell. It just depends on what they're going to get in return. And obviously the asking price for guys like Chris or Hobby is just going to be insane. What a great graphic. Uh, Britain, they may put together for you guys your power picks here. Amal's going to be jealous. He's going to want his face on there. You know, he thinks he's an Adonis. Uh, <laughs> watch when he comes back tomorrow. He's going to want a whole different graphic well, for his you picks. Can't, yeah, I mean, you can't put all the, with all the different way to bet soccer and tennis, it just won't fit. <laughs> and you have to have a play every day, too, if, you, if, if you're Amal. Let's stick with, uh, in our remaining couple minutes here, with the NL Central. I think this is the most flawed division in baseball in that. Every team has a severe weakness. I mean, the Brewers don't hit the ball either. They're starting pitching uh, yeah, pretty solid, right? I think Peralta has been great for them, maybe unheralded. I thought the Reds had the perfect opportunity. I bet the Reds to win the division. They had won the last three in Milwaukee, and then they you know, they come home to play the Brewers again, and, and Milwaukee takes three out of four. It was really, really, really disappointing there. Um, so, I mean, it's really the Brewers' division here. Do the Reds... Do they have a chance to make the playoffs? You, you know, I don't know. You can still get them plus 550, plus 525 to make the play. I love Castillo. I've talked about how good Wade Miley's been. 10 of 11 starts, two or runs or less. We haven't, you know, Sonny Grace kind of is deteriorating now at the end of his career here. The bullpen's hit and miss, but should, should I just give up my hope on my ticket already on the Reds a little earlier than Sonny, usual? Sonny's been not good since he no. left Oakland. Um, <laughs> maybe Wade Miley should be their closer. I mean, maybe let him be the, the, the closer or something and, and switch that up. Uh, Cincinnati's still the team that I root for, but that bullpen it has to do a much better job. There's just there's so much inconsistency along the, the pitching side of that, but it, it's like the pieces are there. And then Milwaukee, obviously, the pen's good. The starters, they're pretty good. I would say with those three dudes dominating, the, 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 the pitching carries that team, but again, they're coached well. And, and they've been down this road where they don't panic in certain games. The Cardinals were my play to start the season, but... That team can't score, and I think it's fair to say that the manager probably isn't the right manager for that team. They, they, I think they need 
something i think that's the change for me more than anything is is that aspect because i feel like all the pieces for them are there with all the weapons they have and again the cubs listen there's one thing i, I we got to keep in mind is we are friends but at some point i'm also your boss and i don't know if david ross is more their friends or more their you know manager quick takes on a couple of managers is Larusa the right guy with the white Sox? i think it's fun team? i dig yeah. it yeah I, I we again we have to have rules in our lives and it with, with without rules we kind of just it's not um, it's it's chaos and I think he sets that he he's his father figure but he also sets rules and we have to understand that this is a young man's game but then there also is the history of our game and I think they combine that and then the other one Rocco Baldelli high marks they win the division in Minnesota last year he's a Kevin Cash guy and then you know floor falls out I have here. no idea what happened there you went from all right to what. <laughs> With the same team, I have no clue. I can't figure that out at all. Yeah. Probably big sellers, right, at the trade deadline. It should be. Well, why not? Barrios. John uh, Donaldson, get out of there. I think Nelson Cruz, Cruz going to you Oakland. can get something go to for Oakland, He's right? so good. Get they, something they, for him. They got to go get him. All right, we left the West Divisions in the National League and the American League to talk about. I'm really excited about getting Josh's take on the Padres and who's going to win the West in the National League. has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my there's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. If you are looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to Bet Rivers app or BetRivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And make your experience even more rewarding. Bet Rivers offers most live streams of all major sports, instant payouts, and one-time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbooks, offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 1-800-994-8448. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Are you available Monday to Friday, 11 to noon? I mean, (laughs) that's your first time doing it, and you do it better than a mall that does it every day. Let's get this guy on the weekends doing three and four hour shows and let you have this cushy gig. I, I love them all, Reed. It's funny to me. <laughs> on a serious note, before yes. we get into the West Divisions, the Wests. You worked in the minor league for the Mets, yep. pitching coach. Mm. Right opportunity, looking for the right opportunity again to do that me? type of work. Yeah, but no. No, um, no more. No, I thought about this a lot as well. Um, I really enjoy coaching. I call it coaching slash teaching because it's not really coaching. You're, I mean, there's so many more life lessons that come into play than just the, the coaching of baseball. But um, I, I've said that that, that that regime with the Mets kind of ruined baseball for me big time. Uh, they ruined it for a lot of people. But I thought about that as well. I couldn't let two years of, of a regime ruin all the time I put in baseball. Um, so it would have to be the right situation. But the honest to God truth is I wouldn't know if it's the right situation until I got there. And then is it worth that risk? Because I, I always tell my kids, if you start something, you're going to finish it. You don't have to go back, but you're going to finish what you start. And if I get somewhere in spring training and it's just not it, do I want to see it for seven months through? Uh, there's a lot of things that I would like to do. I mean, if, they, if somebody said, we want you to be the director of player development for a, a system or be the pitching coordinator and you get to actually run that um, without any overhead, I, I would jump on that immediately because then I can create a, a development aspect to what I know creates success for the big league club in long term. Um, but it would have to be a perfect situation. But if you asked me to go coach double A or something, I would, no thanks, I'm cool right here. You have more impact working with high school kids than you Love do it. working with kids coming up through the minor leagues? Yeah, they're, they're more inf- uh, you know, influential, and, mm-hmm. and you, you can impact them more, and there's so much more that you can teach. And, and then there's good, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of kids in the minor leagues that I work with during the offseason that's equally rewarding. Uh, it's the politics of today's game that's kind of changed everything. Um, 
and makes it a little bit more difficult, right? But no, I, I mean, again, my phone rings all the time, and I love it. AL West, how are the Mariners staying above 500? This team I was pretty. <laughs> I, I think the preseason win total was around 70. Uh, you know, we're almost at 100 games. There's still six games over 500. Yeah, uh, a couple names. Yusei Kikuchi has stepped up this year, even though his last couple haven't been it. Uh, Chris Flexen, who's 9-3. and three. I think Chris is playing today, actually. Um, He's pitching today. Flex has been absolutely another Met, by the way. Uh, absolutely phenomenal for this team. That's still not enough to where they're six games above 500 because if you look at the offense for this team, it is not there. It's just, it's just the worst it, average. It's bad. But again, who cares? Right? I mean, what is the goal? The goal is to win today. I don't care how. I just have to score more than you. I don't care if you score one, then I just have to score two. And how do we get it? And then once we get it, do we hold that? Um, and, and, and are we manufacturing at the right times to, to tie the game to give us an opportunity? There, I mean, all the little things that don't get evaluated, they seem to be doing right. It's kind of cool. Um, how good is this? This tall kid, Logan Gilbert. I mean, they've won, what, nine? His last nine straight, ten straight starts? i got to be honest. I've never actually seen him pitch, and I'm kind of curious to see I it. watched him pitch Sunday because he went against Sandoval for the Angels. Yep. I mean, the kid's spotting it at 96 and 97. He's got a slider, and he's working on a changeup. If he could start to con- control this this change, he's going to be dangerous. Yeah. It, it, it's it's always the last pitch that pitchers seem to add, but it's, yeah. it's probably the first pitch that you should always add because if you add that changeup and learn to play that game, you're always going to be head and shoulders above the rest, and then this becomes the breaking ball becomes the next one that you add in, and then the hitters don't know what to do because you already played this game. And then, um, but again, location is the key. These kids, all of these kids, have good stuff when you can locate it. Um, it's just a it's just a level change. And then again, like Jacob Degrom, a million reasons why Jacob's so successful, but his location is the best part about all of it. He doesn't miss a spot. He was 3-0 and with the bases loaded and came back with three fastballs at the knees, 96, 97, 96. Probably took three of them. Would they take the first one and the third they one? took the first one and the third one. You, you, got, you got it right. Fouled off the, fouled off the, fouled off the second one. I, I've talked to you about this before. I think you're pretty convinced the A's are going to hang in there and get uh, a wild card spot. I like them. Bob Nightingale says they can be dangerous in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, you got me puzzled. Well, they got to win that first game when you're the wild card, right? That's that. the, they got finally got over the hump last year in the wild card game. They never seem to be able to do that part. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, over 162 games, and you talked about it with Dylan Season, some other people. 162 games. We don't really pay attention to where those wins come from. Sometimes you beat up on the right teams because you have to. Wins where they come from don't matter. You just have to have enough to get in. But again, once we get in, now you're facing the best of the best. And do they match up, and can they handle that in a five-game or a seven-game set? I don't know if Oakland's built for that, to be honest with you. I, don't, I mean, they're kind of like Milwaukee to me. They're, they're, they're built to win and win the games they need to to get to the postseason, and then once the postseason starts, they don't have the team or the manager skills to do what's possible. They have the, the right mindset. They just won't commit to it. Astros lineup still very dangerous. So when good. they get the, When they have their big six in that lineup, it, maybe it's the best in baseball. Yes. Um, can they get enough out of after Grinky? I know Grinky's still beautiful to watch pitch a ball game, but after Grinky, it Framber Valdez, Louis Garcia, Carson McCullers, do they do they have enough starting pitching to carry him to the World Series? Is JV coming back this year? I don't think so. No, but I don't know. I mean, if they if he's in their plans to come back, if they feel I'll get him in September or something like that, um, that I mean, imagine that bonus. That's a that's that's a you traded for him again mm-hmm. in essence, right? So, um, 
The only good thing about that, that was always my question about uh, that the Astros coming this season was that, was the starting pitching being so young. Um, and Zach is such a, a quiet person. The, the social skiers weren't always there early in his Kansas City years. He would have to kind of be offset. It's just, it's just something in his personality. If, if, if he's opened up and has become a leader to these kids, then that would probably have a lot to do with their success. But the other thing is with these young kids is they've also been in the postseason. They've also pissed out of the pen, which is the pressure situations of all of it. So they've kind of established at a very young age um, a relaxed, I've been there, done that mindset. And I, I think it's kind of showing off to where they're doing right now starters. So I, I think it is a little bit more sustainable than I gave it credit for early in the season. Let's talk about the NL West. When are we going to become convinced from a betting market don't know. that the Giants can win this? Because <laughs> despite all the evidence so far, the Dodgers are still the overwhelming favorite uh, to win this division. And, you know, they lose tonight. You're looking at, you know, every time they play the Giants, they lose ground instead of make-up ground here. I mean, the season's starting to shorten up here. We're looking at about nine weeks left. Maybe, maybe you take a little taste at plus 310 right now with the Giants. That's about, what, 67 games left? Um, I mean, I'm definitely to win the NL West. Um, at this point, I, I, I I'm not taking the Dodgers at, at two. No, you're not laying two twenty. Two twenty-five. I mean, I'd rather take the Padres or the Giants for sure. I mean, again, thir- thirty and thirteen at home. I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. They're thirty and twenty-two on the road, and they're also twenty-five and twenty-one versus teams with a five hundred record or better. Where the Dodgers are actually playing five hundred against teams with a five hundred record. Very good at home, but all these three teams dominate at home because the Padres do the same thing. The Padres issue is the road, but they're 10 games over 500 versus teams with a 500 record or better. So they all have something very valuable that can propel them to win a division. The Padres are five and a half back, or the Dodgers are two back. If the Padres can get, can figure out what they're doing wrong on the road, I mean, are they sprinting to the, to like out of the hotel room and to do something at night? Like, what are they doing? And then what is wrong with Blake Snell on the road? Mm. We'll uh, find out tonight. He's going in Miami. If they, can, if they can address that really quick, I think this is a very dangerous team. Um, the Dodgers can't allow these two teams to sit where they're at for 67 more games. Because at this point, and I've been waiting for this, at six point, with the, la- with the last third of the season, the Padres 100% believe, but the Giants also believe now. It's tough. I can't think Dodgers. Are the Padres going to go out and get another start? You've got Darvish. Snell's, like you said, has been bad on the road. Yep. Musgrove, the, the the slider's hanging too much. Paddock's terrible. Awful. Stop telling me about Paddock. And they finally right. did what I said they should do. They moved Lomet to the bullpen, which is what you and I talked about. That he should be the uh, <laughs> he should be the setup to Melanson or something. The problem is, is Melanson that, might be the setup to him. They, well, he will at some point. I, 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 the, the, <laughs> the problem is, is they need um, Dilson back in the uh, in the rotation because Paddock's not it. He's he's had his chances, and it's just clearly not. It's not for him. That's the crazy thing is the Padres' bullpen leads all of baseball in innings pitched. And they're also the number one bullpen in baseball, which threw me way off. I did not expect uh, them to be leading leading innings pitched. It's not something you want. Whether it's working or not, you do not want that. Now, they do kind of pitch everybody, so there's consistency in that, which is a very important aspect to what they're doing. But this starting staff was their bread and butter when you look at it on paper to start the season. And now it's like, uh, um, they should, with the strike zone, they should put a square in the strike zone when Paddock throws pens and then black out the top half. 
And every time he throws a ball above that or at that, he, he owes a lap or something. Like, there has to be some, He needs to learn how to pitch down. What's his out pitch? I don't know what his pitch is to get people to swing and miss. I know. It isn't that breaking ball. Well, depends <laughs> on if you're the offense. Because I mean, the I, out I, pitch I, of the stadium is yeah. all his pitches. I don't really. Again, I, his ego was always big from what I understood early in his career. Um, and it hasn't translated into learning how to pitch yet. Uh, we got 40 seconds. Take yes. us out with who meets in the World Series and who's your World Series champ right now. As much as I, um, this makes me nervous to say, I actually think Tampa's going back to the World Series, which is going to make them very dangerous. Uh, and it's going to be whoever comes out of the West. Do you think Glass now comes back and contributes before the season's over? They said he's ahead of schedule. He's throwing a baseball. Uh, no. Once he comes back, I fear that it's going to cause an issue again, and then he will need surgery. That's my fear. I'm, it makes me nervous. This was so fun. I love it. We could do this. I could do follow the money with you. I could do three hours. Stay tuned to Visa. Up next, it's betting across America. about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 